they got it. But yeah. I was like, that's so, it's not very rock and roll, is it? No. <laughs> I know. Oh God. But yeah. We used to be on the set of William Street during cold times. Speaking to the mic. On the road. On the road. Liam, speaking to the mic. Don't on. worry, we're just doing some soundtracks. You need to, you need to move some of them, bitch, but. Bitch, I have to. I wouldn't do my hands. Just say my cards full. Speak like right into it. Are you looking the same? Oh, like the, the sound thing. I know. I used to think that too. If it doesn't go like way up, you think it's yeah. really. But no, that it, it's really weird. I don't know why. I used to think shit be like in a podcast, thinking, oh my god, is there? Is it gonna pick any of that up? But it's actually like, if it's super high, it's like bad. Do you get me? Are yeah. you uh, are you going to the sheds? Yeah, I'm yeah. kind of half thinking, but I think I've been working today. Like, it's um, somewhere close to us, you know, wherever. Where? I don't know. The, like the, he says between Nice and Blanche, like, would you fucking the Brandon <laughs> factory? That's not a, like small distance. They they uh, security guards and all of it. It's like five hundred people attending. No, it's not. Uh, that's who I interviewed George last. You know George? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right yeah. guy. Yeah, he um he was the last person in here before you guys. Um, yeah, no. I had to leave excited. before uh, I could see Rowdy Boy. Oh, at the shedding. Yeah. Oh, the Wellington. Mm. I only went to that. Yeah, I went to that after the Malachi gig. I I think I was gone by that. I was gone by half time. It's good. The same. I cleared my SD card and now it's telling me that it's still full. But I'm just gonna check again. Got one second. Momento. Yeah. How did the gig go? Anyways, was it good? It's good. Yeah, it was very good. Is that your first gig after COVID or before, or is it? That's our fourth one after COVID. Yeah. So we did yeah. the sound house October, sound house November, biggest December, and then sound house December. No, I need to put something. Give me two seconds. Oh, I left my second side. Sound house, sound house, fever, sound house. Are you sure you don't want to drink or anything? No, no, sure? no. Oh, oh, yeah. Thank you. It's gonna be a very relaxed podcast if you like. Like Mike Tyson's podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mike Tyson. <laughs> Every Mike Tyson podcast, I swear, he smokes up. Chat's absolute waffle. <laughs> so funny. What's he saying? Wow, there's so many. Man. His crowd isn't as good as it used to be now, I don't think, just because the amount of strike that he does. Who? Tyson's. He's, well, no, he talks about the whole time that he's not as good as he used to be, so. Where is he? Where, I don't listen to many podcasts at all. Uh, I listen to one called Tape Notes. And the 1975 are doing like the whole album, won't you deconstruct them? Oh really? It's amazing. I fucking love They deconstructed like three songs from uh, A Brief Inquiry. Yeah. And it would have been like um, How to Draw, I think because it's not living and something else. You know Maddie Healy's mum and dad were on Coronation Street, isn't it? The most yeah. randomest thing you've ever heard. And his dad dressed up as a, as like, it's like a, it's kind of... he was asking me. That they're not dickheads. Like Josh was, uh, oh, he's we, we so swarmed sweet. him at, at the DMAs. There was only me and David. We, uh, Didn't leave him alone. Yeah, we, um, he's real chill as well. Like. We showed him one of our tunes and he doesn't seem like a shy talker. It would just be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to like move me on. 
No, he is really like a um, gentle soul. Yeah, and he put the chill. song over to his ear, and he's like, his dreads were in my face, and he says, <laughs> They've been there before, though, you know? So I'm really interested to hear how you guys um, became a band. Like, what's the story? How did it all come ahead? Uh, I think it started with me, and it started with David and I. Mm-hmm. I was, I started playing bass, like, I think it was like second year or something. Right. At the time, we were like third year TY. They've got a guitar from his auntie or something. Oh, so you're in secondary school? Yeah, we're then. in secondary school, but we've been oh. friends since we were like, since primary school. Right, okay, cool. And um, yeah, we used to play like shitty covers of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Me and him in my bedroom. Love that, that's how they all start them. But um, our teachers, like one day, oh, there's this competition going on and it's bands. But like a battle of the bands kind it's of kind of like that it was in Wesley College as well like, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah I know, the, I know. This competition and like we'd been friends with Liam and Davey as well so then I think it was in the hall David and I asked and we stopped and like going to class we were like oh do you want, do you want to play this thing do you want to be in our band yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did uh, Under the Bridge by the Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah. classic and got second place we're only no way two weeks. <laughs> oh that's lovely we destroyed that show so that kind of, do, do you think that in general, like I know that it's funny, like you look back on it, you're like, oh, it's just a little school thing, whatever. Do you think that kind of gave you the confidence to persevere with it, to keep going with it? I think it was mainly we just, we just had the crack with it and we all, right. we were all into different music, but our love for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Sorry, <laughs> you could just take that away, I'll edit that out. I think the fact that we did, uh, we did well in, um, in the Wesley thing kind of helped as well, like, yeah. Keep it going. And then Keep I think really after that we did, I can't remember, was it a cover of... No, we did a location. No, that came afterwards. So we did, we started writing like a couple of kind of like, they were quite poppy songs. And then, <laughs> then we played that gig that we did the Inhaler cover of. We did like mostly our songs. We did the My Honest Face cover. And after that it was... Craig wanted one more song, I don't know for what reason they did. That's class but though. We did Under the Bridge. <laughs> I don't think none of us could play it, like, we kind of all forgot it. And then we just winged it, but it went well. Oh, that's good. Yeah. See, that's the thing, like, to have that kind of success so early on, like a reaction from a crowd or a reaction from a, a competition, be it big or small, yeah. it's a bit, huge thing because a lot of bands. And I've seen it with some of my friends, like, they start out, they have their little set list going. And then they get out, they're so excited for this gig that they have organised, and then they get out there and there's nobody in the crowd. And you have to do a lot of those shows and persevere and look past that and not take that as a bruise to your ego or a bruise to your talent because, like, it's just the way everybody starts. But to have, like, a encore, a good, like, second place in some sort of music show, I def- it definitely, probably, without you even realising, you put you in the right direction. For all we did, like, even if there was a dead crowd, one of our gigs like our Fibbers one recently wasn't mm-hmm. humongous we were first I think we it was organised well before like location was out or any of the real promo started so we were first on and then like there was a good few heads in the crowd but there was no one like up front yeah or anything but um, we just seen it as practice exactly that's yeah, exactly what it is just a chance for us to play together a bit more experience yeah, yeah. plus we have our our photographer Limo, he does everything like I think that helps as well having a good Instagram or social media presence. 
it's it's crazy like people don't realize the difference that it makes like it's so hard to get anything out there anymore like events or like gigs or just even like a tune out there because instagram's so saturated but having like an aesthetically pleasing instagram having like a good few photos like from someone it's just good to take use your creative friends to get yeah. shit moving like basically like he does all the all our videos with the on, on vhs something oh, for the cool. fact i think you just take on an iPhone camera, it just looks like another video. Yeah. Like, yeah. On a yeah. Snapchat or something. But VHS is. It's a way to keep it like a. Keep yourselves different from the crowd or be something like people scroll through their Instagram all day long. But if you see something a little bit more aesthetically pleasing, a little bit more retro and vintage, people are, are more li- likely to stop. Yeah, no. So it is like good that you're doing that. What would you say your biggest influences are? We can do musical chairs by the way because I don't want people to like you can just like move around and take a turn. So it's kind of like it's individual and then group. Like, yeah, we all have our own taste, and then there are like like a Venn diagram or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like we all have our own things, and then there's like the things in the middle that we all like as well. Yeah, so it falls in together. Yeah, yeah. Like for example, cool. like we all love music as much as we love techno music as much as we love hip hop yeah I'm the same like, like we're not the same we thing. don't really we take influence from everything yeah um, for me personally it would have to be like Stone Roses yeah fair mm-hmm. and The Clash Big Clash person um, who else would I like <laughs> who else would I always play Tame Fowler would be a big one for me yeah Smiths um, Smiths yeah Smiths mm. would be huge one fair I think Manchester from like that's what I'm hearing. Joy Division yeah. all the way to like before it started becoming like right up to Happy Mondays around 95 because then it started getting like saturated by bands trying to be the roses of the Mondays. Yeah I felt like the only band that was able to emulate that kind of style successfully recently was the Fontaines. Yeah see like the thing about Fontaines is like dance music it is very repetitive like mm. the vocals mm. are always kind of like monotone. Yeah very monotone. Bass lines always very simple. Drums are amazing. Very rapid, like just mm-hmm. non-stop the whole. Like that, that last album, I think, was a departure from that. Yeah. Because like the first album was like, if you listen to the first album, it's very like dancing weights. Yeah, the way it's structured. Yeah. Like the first song was a big. It's the first song big on it. Yeah. It oh, starts yeah. out with Yeah. And that's the song for a minute and fourteen seconds or something. And yeah. the second album was more. Songwriter, the way I had like you said, he actually sang for once. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. We love both records. Those, like, influence recently would have to be like Fondings and anything really that came out of Ireland or has come out of Ireland. Murder Captain. Oh, and Murder Captain, insane. Like that Murder Captain song, Green and Blue, is just the musicianship on is amazing. It's really, I'd say it's really promising as well to see people like a little bit older than you bands that you know they would have been three years ago just sitting in BIM or chilling in town working in a coffee shop and now that's him (laughs) literally and now they they, there's shit happening for them like same with Inhaler same with Fontaine's like it happens all quickly I'd say that motivates you guys as well in a certain sense that's the kind of thing that made us we're always going to stick with it because it's so much fun just like going into practice taking time out jamming out have a laugh don't take yourself very seriously it's therapeutic, I'd say. Um, mm. Yeah, seeing like the likes. Like, we started in 2019. Um, you and I would have started 2016, 2017. Yeah. Years ago. Just jamming together. Just literally putting in, in our living rooms. And then 
think it's one once we started seeing like Inhaler grow, we're kind of like, oh shit, this is actually doable. Yeah, exactly. Fontaines are kind of, I think Fontaines are doing well for themselves around the same time. And Murder Capital, actually. Yeah, Those two albums came fairly. The Murder Capital and Fontaines were super parallel to each other. They kind of went on like the same journey at the same time. And then the the, the rate, like the most recent Fontaines album, that was like in the middle of lockdown, I think. Because I think summer of lockdown. Yeah. That was finally. It's nice hearing something good. It was a COVID album. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. I was really curious to, to, to see how you guys got on. Obviously, you only started in 2019. Was it a bit disheartening to start put this thing together and then to have a pandemic like, land at your feet? To be honest, it was a bit of a blessing in disguise. Like, I've heard this so many times. No, it actually was. Because if we had gone, like, done our leaving search got out of school and then started doing shows with those songs. The songs got before. Oh, oh my god, like they're not even that bad. They're just so like when you listen back to them you're just like how in what state of mind was it? <laughs> no and you're probably at that time thinking it was class. Oh, this is a like a couple, of them, a couple of them are still like we would happily listen to. I go yeah. back to one or two of them. Yeah, two of them like two of them are tunes. Right. But I think I think the next single that's coming out suits you better. Right. That was that was a lockdown tune because it was like me in my bedroom and I started with like this bass sound but it was very slow at the time. It was like mm-hmm. in the ninety BPM. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> nice. But um I think we were just excited to be in the same room once we got practice again that we kicked it up to one sixty and it's it's fine. <laughs> changed very fucking rapidly. <laughs> yeah, it changed very fast. Every single artist that I've spoken to has said they wouldn't take COVID back. They no. wouldn't take the pandemic back, that it did wonders for their, like, sitting still and writing stuff and having a different perspective and all this kind of stuff. Like, it's been... I was expecting more people to be, like, a bit down in the dumps about not paying gigs and stuff, but people seem to have taken the time I and taken advantage of it. Now is most disheartening, because now we have our set list curated. We more tunes to write, which fair enough, no gigs make you us more time for that, but just as gigs were coming back, it's just like pulled again and like for example our last show was meant to be three hundred cap whatever the sound is, it's like two hundred and fifty, yeah. Yeah, we had to we had to cap it off. Um to a hundred I think. But you're always gonna have more people there between <laughs> guest list and everything. Yeah. That's the fun part about it, but no, it's Sad. how do you find booking gigs like that's what I always like Like when I have people who are in a startup band or um, musicians and stuff I'm sure that there are people listening out there who are interested in making their own music or make their own music but just are intimidated by the process how to get out there like what do you guys do to get yourselves booked, booked for gigs it was literally I think I emailed the day that the 12th October restrictions were meant to be lifted or whatever mm-hmm. I emailed Colin from Soundhouse, shout out Colin. <laughs> he um, he said, "Look, I don't have a support act at the minute because right. we wanted to do support like a small show." But he's like, "If you want, I can leave you to curate a show." Nice. So we did. I don't think we were confident enough to go second or last, so we went first. Then we booked a band that we're good friends with now, the District. Okay. They're very yeah. good live. They do a good cover of LCD. But um, nice. And then we booked Fizz Yarns, who obviously they had a big moment during lockdown. Cool. One of their songs like hundred twenty thousand plays. You know? 
Yeah, it's a lot because a lot of people are sitting down for the first time and they're like mm-hmm. branching out of their music taste. So people are like finding. I found so many new bands since lockdown that I don't think that if I was in the fast paced life that I used to be in, would have had the time to discover them. Do you know what I mean? You need to throw yourself at like. We don't feel totally comfortable like in front of a camera doing shoots or whatever, but we have to do it. Yeah. We always said we're gonna do it right if we're gonna do it. None of this like any. Huh. You know when we went into the studio, I think we were all a bit nervous, but. And um, Declan, our producer, is really good. Nice. It is. It's a learning curve. It's really hard to get confident behind. Like, there's like I like, you know, you're like I like the performing on stage part. I like the writing the tunes part, the jamming part. But it's like, the sitting down doing the interviews, uh, the photo shoots, the talking to people, the meetings. Like, those are things that people don't take into account, and, you know, if you're a musician, you're a musician. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That's the lane you chose, but behind the scenes there's all these other things and I suppose there's things that people need to take into account if they want to start the same journey as you guys I'm, I'm really curious to know actually one second I'm just going to pause it so oh, curious yeah. now no, the name the name <laughs> well, no you don't <laughs> so basically we weren't super bothered by the name yeah, we weren't we, we've never been oh. bothered by the name because like music it's too much pressure as well I think it's just like how many bands are called a day or something yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They've all been taken. Yeah. And letters wise there's been bands before, like DMA's one. There's another one that I can't think of. Um, MGMT. Uh, yeah, yeah, MGMT, MGMT, that was the one. Mm. But um it's basically just their initials. Oh. So what happened was <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> so, <laughs> boring it is. so in school, um we were in the Wesley meeting and our teacher was like, Ah, you've been playing for two weeks and you still haven't picked the name. Yeah. So she, so we were thinking, and we we're just. <laughs> it was in. It was like within five minutes, this happened. She gave us five minutes to think about it. We just couldn't come up with one. She said, so she just stops me, and she goes, right, KLD squared. Oh. And then I only thought about this yet. I only thought about this yesterday. <laughs> if we had gone with that, we would have probably gotten a fat lawsuit because D squared brand. KLD squared. Do you know what I mean? They will come after you. Yeah, with anything. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I swear down Inhaler got called after. There was another band called Inhaler from the UK. And there was (laughs) something about it anyway. But, um, yeah, we just went KLDD because it sounds better than KLD Square. (laughs) KLDD. I like it. I like it a lot. So if you're going to describe your sound to somebody who's never heard you before, how would you describe it? That's a challenge. Oh, it varies from challenge. song to song. It's like alternative. Mm. Yeah, like. Rock. Yeah, that's very. That's not broad. Yes. That's quite broad. I know, yeah. yeah. They could be thinking and we sound like the kooks from that. But, um. Like, for example, location, like, right? That's such a. We take from everything. Mm-hmm. So, that song, like, started out with a. That song's written years. It was actually written the day after that gig, the first one. And, um. It was just this guitar line, David came up with, or Davey. And I think we were listening to Sam Fender's Dead Boys. Love Sam Fender. And um, I had this guitar line, and I said to Davey, wouldn't it be cool to have something like that? He said, oh, I already have. Kind of like, it's not exactly, but it's kind of like similar in some shape or form. But um, I, that guitar line is no longer used in the song. It's actually the bass line. They do, 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 whatever. So that song's kind of like Manchester has a bit of a strokes vibe during the chorus. 
Uh, apparently it's lo-fi. <laughs> I don't lo-fi know. Indie. Yeah, lo-fi indie. Um, I can't keep up with all these genre and subgenres. I uh, we didn't even know we like we showed the song to someone and they're like, oh, this is lo-fi. Or is it some American dude texted us and was like, I'm not into lo-fi indie, but this is okay. <laughs> I didn't ask. <laughs> uh, I didn't know this was lo-fi indie. I don't even know what lo-fi is, and I'm into music. So, like, for example, you know you have um, like I don't know. Like a patch and topping song, like for yeah. example, uh, B sharp saying, like, you know the way you can hear mm. it. Oh, okay, okay. You know the way yeah, it's kind of yeah, like yeah, loud yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Whereas if you listen to Ross from Friends, mm-hmm. it's really um, low. What's the song yeah, that we listen um, to? Talk to me, you understand. Yeah, talk to me, you understand. You know the way that it's kind of like phased out. Yeah. You can't really hear the drums, kind of. Yeah. Okay, so that's low fi Low fidelity as opposed to high fidelity. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't know. Are you getting many? Weirdos contacting you on Instagram. Um, <laughs> What's your we've social never, we've never actually, like anything that we've got, by one of them or two, like, yeah, one of them. Yeah, and it was true. Weird. It was like that indirectly was from. I was indirectly from the one that we previously booked with the district. They just asked us, "Oh, do you want to play?" Or no, they didn't even say. They said you're playing. Yeah. We're like grand. Mm-hmm. But, um, we had a band recently from America <laughs> so asking us what what uh, venue they should contact and if we want to support them but um, they dress up as wizards yeah, they dress up as wizards they dress up as wizards and all they're stage. probably going to listen to this before we tell them that we're not going <laughs> to we've got some fans some super wizard fans no they um, they were looking at venues and they seen the sound decks and I think they'd seen an Instagram story that the sound decks would have uploaded right and they're like oh we booked this. And we were trying to get them to book Wheelands. Then <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they were trying to get us to book it. And, we were, and I just didn't reply to the message. Okay. Oh God, love them. You've ghosted the loaded wizards. That's tragic. Um, they seem sound. I'm sure they're lovely. <laughs> <laughs> I thought being an IADT student, you'd be a little bit more accepting, Killian. <laughs> yeah, see, we, I've had to deal with furries. I uh, stuff, so yeah. I'm like. What's it like? Do you, how do you think I being an IDT and being in a band like I don't know I've never really heard of many bands from IDT maybe you guys can steal the show or something. Um, I think like it's strange with culture nowadays, especially in Ireland, people don't really seem to give a re- read shit about bands to be honest with you. Yeah, it depends like, on the person. Fire hot press maybe. Yeah. Hot press have always championed bands and you can see that going back from like you two. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. And obviously you have Dave Fan and people like that who are really good at championing younger bands but likes of all the new magazines they're kind of like if you're not somewhat alternative just something like if you're just another band if you're another singer or if you're just another rapper they're kind of like they're a bit sus mm-hmm. it seems like you need to be really 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 out there yeah. you need to be like you know Eve's Tumor yeah. you kind of have to be like pushing boundaries like that and stuff like, which to be honest with you is cool and we like music I use tuner and all that but um yeah it seems to be lacking like I looked at the I'm not gonna name the the publication but I seen a publication today it was top 100 songs and I was just looking at like there's, Fake out. <laughs> there's no real band or anything on this it was just or even EJ it was mainly alternative very like left leaning stuff and like if you're going to look at it from a songwriting point of view, you should take into consideration everything. Yeah. Like, fair enough, the first, like, the number one song on it was um, Town Z by Kojak, and that's 
That's an alternative, but it works. It's like really good songs. It's like you need to just appreciate value for value rather than yeah. just looking for something that's pushing the boundaries and being different. Yeah. Like I do find that with people like Harry Styles being very ambiguous about whether he's in the LGBT community it's kind of queer baiting in a way being like oh I'm not going to tell you my sexuality but I'm going to wear all these dresses for shock value it leaves all the gays being like ah, thanks for taking our culture just so you can get more record sales do you know what I mean yeah. so I get that it's like why is everyone trying so hard to be I don't know like there are people out there there are very oh, alternative like an and they can encapsulate it yeah no they can encapsulate it and it's amazing but it's also like don't just give rewards to people who are going so far the other way like yeah. like recognize the people that are keeping real old sounds alive and doing them well as well i completely exactly. get you in that sense like I'm it's like an unbiased standpoint is to like recognize all the different genres rather yeah. than being like oh you have to be really really doing something out there and crazy for anyone to recognize you i do get that. I, any publication recently like as i said like for us or for me personally like the top albums this year for me were the Wolf Alice one. Oh, Wolf Alice is insane the Inhaler one I think the Wolf Alice one is fantastic mm-hmm. like what's that song that we love off that off the Wolf Alice yeah what's the um, Lipstick on the Glass, Lipstick on the glass. Mm-hmm. like if you look if you break down Wolf Alice it's basically just it's it's an everyday band mm-hmm. if you want to call it that the with, with the female lead singer which is amazing Mm-hmm. but it didn't rare. seem like even on that publication I seen today it was like but you're not even giving credit to this person who's making a lot more music like a lot better music than mm-hmm. and then for example even the inhaler one this was an Irish list and I was just like that's that record's fantastic like if you don't even like the music just the sound of it is amazing yeah people have got a lot of prejudice towards inhaler because of their situation with famous fathers which I just think is annoying and like a bit frustrating because like you know you guys know as well as anyone else you work really hard you get a good tune you get a good sound you sell out the arenas you know people aren't all there curious because of his dad and I feel like people have been putting them down a little bit down the list just because like ah they would have been famous anyways it's like that kind of common trope but the fact of the matter is like you could be a son of a rock star and still sound shit the fact that you sound good it's down to yourself so maybe that's it maybe the irish publications are trying way too hard to i don't know like influence people in a way to say oh if you're gonna you can only really go against the grain if you're gonna go for something that's classic something if you're gonna be influenced by like the stones or i don't know try being or normal chilling rock band we're probably not going to give you the time of day which is bullshit in my opinion i do i do feel for you in that sense but it's about trying to find the mediums find the media outlets the communities that will respect you like just do you ever like do you like district magazine they're insane um we've got i just we've got a lot of cultural issues here in ireland at the moment and people are very pessimistic if the stroke if the strokes is this it came out in ireland an Irish band came out today with those songs. They wouldn't get arrested. To be honest, it's just by like when that first album came out, it was like that one was amazing. It's like mm-hmm. even if the Stone Roses would release that first album nowadays, I don't think they'd get arrested. Like it's yeah, it's funny the way things happen. Things change. Um, like if you look at back like the Beatles, like they started so 
It's like R and B spin off. Rock and roll. Yeah, rock and roll R and B spin. Like everybody else sort of stuff. Yeah. And then they became like a psychedelic band, like it's mental, but I don't think I think they kinda of just expanded their sound into more like what they actually wanted to do rather yeah. than what was popular at the time. That is great. That's exactly what I think. It's like, do you you, you guys fancy the Arctic Monkeys? A yeah. lot of people got really mad at them for doing Tranquility at the Base Hotel. I love that album. It's an amazing like album. The way it starts out with the, I just want to read one of the strokes. Yeah. Like it's, like, it's just, it's, but then the whole, they're a huge mo- part of their fan base was so angry. And it's like, you can't expect a band not to evolve. You can't expect a band to stay the same, to have the same sound. Yeah. It's, it's also like very arrogant to fans to kind of have that standpoint because it's like people do make their music for themselves and it's just so happens that it connects with other people do you know what I mean so it's great you know they for me like the first Arctic Monkeys album it served its time do you know what I mean it was there at that time in the early 2000s it encapsulates those years if they were to be like in their late 30s singing like that like young men like it just would be stupid and people don't realise that so it's like you know there has to be a variety at the end of the day I completely understand your frustration it's like I'm doing something I'm emulating a sound that was once so loved and is still loved but it's not getting the attention it deserves and the people that do love it aren't getting like they're not picking up the newspapers or the magazines and getting to read about the stuff they like because there is still a want for it there you know especially with like you said the Arctic Monkeys like that that band changes every album. Like that mm-hmm. first album is like you're not gonna find from Ritz the Rubble on another artist monkey's album. Yeah. Same with five or five, you're not gonna yeah. get that on Humbug. Yeah. Yeah, each album I think AM was that kind of thing that was blew them up to an insane amount. Yeah. That do I wanna know the same mm-hmm. Stupid like it's, it's stupid big, isn't it? I think that's what didn't help them because they made something that was like such a crowd pleaser and they probably made it by accident. Mm-hmm. That, um, like I remember seeing them at the at the tree arena, and they came out to um, I think it was that song the yeah, the I first was one. Gig. It was the second night, so they started for with four out of five, which is a banger. Yeah. They started off with like a slower song, and the second night, and I was kind of like going to the fucking bar. Yeah, and not then, listening to them. Like. And then I think don't sit down because I moved your chair came on and everyone just rushed <laughs> back out. <laughs> back out. It was one big mosh pit. See, that's the type of thing though like people at the moment it's very cool to be like super alternative or you seem like you're doing something that's different but like trying to be different to be different not being yourself it, yeah it's not authentic yeah exactly so but that's why you you guys as band will find that those people are getting more attention because it's the same reason that everybody runs when don't sit down I move your chair people want to saturate like either Instagram or their website or their publication with things that they think will be a crowd pleaser hmm. and they they don't realise it is niche to be an indie band it always was and it is niche to you know try keep it alive classic rock but people niche is still there it's still very popular I don't understand like how someone like picture this sells out five nights in the three arena. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't my understand mom has t- that two like tickets for the for the my hard gig. She was raging. She couldn't go there. <laughs> don't get me wrong. They're great songwriters. It's not my type of music. Mm. I'm not trying to argue that they're not good. Or oh, what's the reason of they used to go to our school? Leah Hart. Have you ever heard of her? No. Um, it's basically just for us. Anyway, I personally speaking, kind of. Like 
It's very bland. Yeah. Like it's middle of the road. Yeah. That's not bad. It's just Fleetwood Mac. Like rumours like it is a, a middle like of the road album. Tune yeah, we yeah. find them more interesting than some of just strums or guitars and actually I don't know. That's something like Oasis for example. Yeah. That came out it was born out of the whole Kirk Cobain thing with mm-hmm. the grunge scene in Seattle. It was just like it was so saturated and then they came out with supersonic everyone's like mm-hmm. oh like it was really cultural. Now I'm not saying that, that we do that but that would be a, a vocalist moment. Yeah. Love, like to mean something culture. Yeah. I suppose to just be another band. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to get at is like the the reason people like put like it's the word niche to me is so confusing because all my friends would listen to your kind of music to get me or would be so pride themselves off finding bands that not many know people know or that have just started out. But then you hear like picture this, like Saturday night all these are shows, they're all Dermot Kennedy always on the radio. You're like why what I just don't understand the difference to get me because I'm not used to being around people that like are like yay Dermot Kennedy well, I need to go get a ticket do you get me so it's like hard to understand why the crowd are going towards all this stuff and it's not to say that it isn't good but you know if they're so interested in being different on another hand why aren't things that are being recreated celebrated do you get me Dermot Kennedy was kind of like he like his original like his first few songs were kind of cool the way he kind of had the I think he did he got Mike Dean he uh-huh. did a lot of the Kanye stuff to remix one of his tracks and he was kind of putting in singer songwriting kind of like Irish trap melodies kind of thing yeah. hip hop it was kind of cool but I think it definitely died down by the time the first album came out or something for me personally it's kind of like no, there's no doubt that these people are talented. Oh, they're really talented. They're really talented. It's from our neck of the woods as well. Yeah, yeah no, and it's really great to see Irish people on stage. It's just like, why fight on one hand in black and white for alternative when the only thing you're pumping money into is the very opposite alternative? Yeah, exactly. Do you get me? And you too as well. Like, if you look back at their history, mm-hmm. like that um, is a live aid. That was like God, unbelievable. Like that's a real moment in Irish music for us anyway. Yeah. Like they started out kind of like Joy Division even, mm-hmm. post punk, and then became what they are today. And like, that's a real band as evolved. Like, it was from a pop rock, new wave boy band that went to making the Joshua Tree. Well, the thing is, like, you're at, when you're singing a song, you're being vulnerable, right? You're writing music. You're like having wearing your heart in your sleeve. You're talking about feelings your feelings evolve as you evolve as a person like as you grow up you feel very di- I feel very differently to the way I felt two years ago before the pandemic I had different views of different feelings like different attitudes so your music evolves with you as you grow up and that's what fans sometimes forget is oh I'm not the same 19 year old who wrote that song so yeah I'm the next song isn't going to exactly feel the same and the best kind of people are the people who are able to change and evolve in a healthy way. So being able to hear like the Arctic Monkeys or U2 and hear, you know, that evolution should not scare new bands away from being like, oh, this sounds really different to our old stuff. Do you think that will cause an issue? Do you know what I mean? Because so, like, I don't know if you like the Catfish and the Bottom End. I used to love them, but they sound the fucking same every album. Yeah, every song I like that song. Um, yeah, but I think I do like their voice. sound. It's just like you're not giving me much to work with if you're if you're mm. not gonna evolve. That's the thing about like, for example, the nineteen seventy five. That 
think last detour they took what like didn't really work for them and their fans. Or if you're like a fan of music and electronic music, that would have been mm-hmm. cool. Oh, it was cool for me. Like I definitely didn't expect it from them, but I was mm-hmm. like, or even that tune that we used to love about people. Oh yeah, was that was metalhead. Just, <laughs> just you didn't expect that to come from a band like them. It yeah. just turned around out of nowhere, including the music video. It felt really kind of controversial, really on the chin. To mm-hmm. be honest, to come up with something like that and expose. Um, I think a lot of things that people don't like thinking about. That's what really came across to me. Yeah. So um, I feel like that drew a lot of people in before it was normal to be different. Right. Yeah. So that's obviously. They were always they, like they were always really talented. Sorry. Right. I think on our own sound as well. All of our songs that we have on the set list now are all different to each other. Very different. It's like we're only scratching the surface of mm-hmm. each sound on each song. For example, like locations, kind of that would be the poppiest one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we love pop music. So people would say pop's dirty word. It's not like it's not. I would totally music. agree with you. Like we at the minute, what's like we go through phases of just listening to two or three songs for months. And yeah, recently, it's been like Gwen Stefani or something. Yeah. <laughs> what you waiting for? And uh, what's it? Just a girl by no doubt. No, I yeah. I used to be the same because I I love classic rock, indie rock. Growing up, especially it was definitely there before I ever went to any raves or techno or anything, yeah. which is another thing I love. But I do remember being like sixteen, seventeen, being like, yeah, I only like the Foo Fighters, and I wouldn't admit that, <laughs> that I love Ariana Grande. I was like, oh. yeah, fuck Ariana Grande. No, she's great, and like, you just have to like them for different reasons. Mm. Do you get me? But yeah, it's like, it's not cool to like the pop music, or it's not. You have to like one or the other. It's um. I think people are very tribalist. It's nice to see like people mm. like Alec out of Shadow, Jesse mm-hmm. coming down to the gigs, and we do the same. We go to the shared ones, but because it's nice to have like these different cultures mixing. Yeah, hundred percent. Like if you look at, for example, like when they did Clash in Music, it was the Prodigy's album, Fat Land, mm-hmm. and I had um, the album there is just it's amazing. And you don't even have to talk about the album; it's just fire starting all that stuff. It's just amazing. Breathe. Breathe, yeah. <laughs> we actually tried to do a cover of that song once. Yeah. <laughs> do you know that song? Yeah. Yeah, we still love that song. Sticking it on in the motorway is just <laughs> a different energy. I'd I love so. the line you hear, man. <laughs> you get to where you need to go when you're listening to that, anyway, when you're on the car. Or warrior dance. <laughs> Listen to music in the car hits different, though. Yeah, we only. I think. Um, so we record Suits You Better first, and we got like a. The, the demo. Yeah, the demo version, which is still good. Mm-hmm. But um, once we got the real one, I think the first thing we did was no one, so it was sent to me, I didn't listen to it. We just waited till we were all together and we just went on the drive and heard it. And I was just like, what? What the fuck? Yeah, no, I'm I, I'm really excited to pass my driving test because all I think about is all the songs I'm going to play by myself, screaming, you know, yeah. wherever I have to go. Already making a playlist. <laughs> Literally, yeah. I'm like, oh. Sometimes I hear a certain song and I'm like, fuck. I can't yeah. wait to play, to drive in the car by myself. <laughs> Liam is a, oh. it's a good pilot for that. <laughs> That's what you want to call it, Jesus. Uh, it gets, not admitting anything, but it gets a little bit out of hand the odd time. But uh, <laughs> none of us are complaining. Well, what you waiting for comes on. <laughs> what you waiting for? What you waiting for? Blue Monday is mine. I love it, the Blue Monday in the car. Yeah, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. We know that's, 
Like for example, that's another band that just choking hands. You know what I'm saying? You know order. Sorry, I got my hand. Well, it was just revolutionary in that sense. It just they were that punk band, yeah. and then now they're or they basically did the whole rave thing. Yeah. And they killed it. It's yeah. amazing stuff. It was so sad about Joy Division though. Um, I think that New Order lads. I was saying this in my last podcast with um, my friend Robin. She has like a record collection. She's like over five hundred records or something nuts like that. So I had her in. And we talked about her favorite artists and our favorite ba- records and stuff. And um, the lads in New Order, in hindsight, have said a lot in their interviews that if they actually listened to the lyrics of the Joy Division songs, that they probably could have stopped yeah. him. You know. He took his own life the, the night before they broke America. Like they were meant to go to the go the to States. the states on tour and stuff. But yeah, it's crazy. You wouldn't like putting their two bands together. They are very different, but they're very good in their own two ways. Well, there's a lot of similarities. Like if you listen, like Peter Hook's bass mm-hmm. story behind, like the bass lines are so high because his amp was wasn't powerful enough to keep up with the guitars or the synths. So he he just used to play really high. Right. But there's that similarity in like if you listen to Bizarre Love Triangle. Mm-hmm. The bass line is really high on that. Mm-hmm. Um, the only tune that the bass line is low is uh, a, a couple yeah. of other ones. Like True Fate starts out with the high bass line as well. Yeah. But they're geniuses. Well, no, I've been really loving getting to know all about your favourite artists and everything, guys. Actually, and shout out the Strokes. I forgot the Strokes. <laughs> Love <laughs> I them. I forgot the Strokes. But just, it's always great to hear what, like, like your fans are going to listen to this and they're probably very interested in why what gets your gears going what makes you want to make music but what I'd love to know and I'm sure everybody who's listening would like to know is what's your hopes for the future any plans same as any same as any other band really I think <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> talking my words here yeah no um, I think we're just hoping to just play music we like doing and that just comes from our influence and um, I think a lot of bands are like that especially with new bands like us at, mm. our, at our age we're, um, we're still kind of figuring out our sound. I remember when we went in to record one of our songs, I had something written for the drums. Right. And then I talked to the producer and he was like, oh, we can change that completely. And, and it did, and it's a way better tune. Yeah. Because of and honestly, after that, I was actually, you did learn a lot from this. Every, you know, every time we go into the studio to record a song, you learn a lot from it, yeah, I feel like. And um, since we changed that around, it's kind of put new perspectives into how, you know, the drums serve the song, stuff mm-hmm. like that, so. I think we've all learned a lot over the past year or so, which is what COVID has kind of helped as well. Yeah. And like we're coming up, I feel like we're kind of hitting a new year as well. Like we've new ideas now for yeah. the coming up year. So yeah. yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. That's what helps as well is not like, we all listen to each other's ideas. So like okay, let's cool. say if there's not one main songwriter at all in this band, like it's right. very, it's never like you do this, you do that. This is my song, it's very like, yeah. It's open for everyone's interpretation. For example, um, what is it? Location was Davies yeah. originally, and then Suits Better started out with the bass line. Like they're for also Location, it was like, well, we s- Davies started playing it, and then we just kind of like. That song was just gotten in half an hour. It. Oh, class, to hell. Except we just the kept play it, playing it, and then uh, we all just joined in, mm. and it just worked out like, just jam it until. Yeah, yeah, really like, yeah. You know. just, like for example, a music, especially the last seven months, because like the way time has gotten, you kind of it's weird. Like you, 
don't really remember time nowadays. No, it's so hard. It's strange. We um we started listening to like a lot of Tame Impala during during lockdown. Mm-hmm. Especially during this year's lockdown. And we started writing music that's a bit more psychedelic in a way. Like, uh, there's elements of it in every song, especially with the guitar, because we love Jimi Hendrix and mm-hmm. love stuff like that. That would probably be one of our main influences as well, Jimmy. Yeah. I always call that teleportation music, like Jimmy and Tim, Tim Pala. Mm. Just like sink into the couch and just go, go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it's amazing. So we, there's this one song that Davey brought in, Love Any Lion. It's kind of like, it's very, it's very singer songwriter at start. Yeah. Especially because it was just an acoustic guitar and then it's, it's, it's gone um, It's gone mad. It's yeah. gone pretty wild. That's starts off like. very singer songwriter and then once you get in a bit yeah. further into it it kind of the band kind of comes in more just splashes out really just kind of kind of kind of blows open yeah we're lucky to have really good musicians really. yeah. oh <laughs> <laughs> the bromance mm-hmm. i love it well guys it's been an absolute pleasure having you on and learning all about your influences and your journey and it probably won't be the last time i'd be happy to have you on again thank so, you no worries I can stop it now, but I can, um, if there's anything you want to say, I can, we can just go back in. I'll just stop it for a sec, give you guys a break. There's a couple times I was like, da 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 da.